Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who always podcast pants free. Chris and the Riz. Hey, Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 517 for your playoff winning Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions playoff dream is reality. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashingest of hosts, Chris, and with me is my good friend and gorgeous colleague and soon to be senior bowl partner, Jeff, the Riz Risen. How are you doing, my brother? I am excited that we're talking about a playoff win and another playoff home game. I, it's still, it, it, I love the title. It's a reality that was long, long, long overdue. Yeah. But let's enjoy it. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yes. Yes. And let's face, let's, let's face it. First and foremost, it is. After the middle point of January, we're still playing football, and we haven't talked about the draft yet. <laughs> no, Riz, not. there's a very real possibility we're going to be talking about the draft because of where Senior Bowl happens while the Detroit Lions are playing meaningful football, dude. This has never happened. If they win this weekend... They will be playing on the NFC Championship game, which will be taking place on the day where you and I fly into Mobile. They could win that game as well. And then we're talking about, oh, crap, I got to get flight arrangements and accommodations in Las Vegas because I ain't missing the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> Sorry, no, I ain't no, missing that. <laughs> nope, nope, not going to miss it. <laughs> Lions in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, I am pre-approved for credentials already. I got that taken care of. So I'm ready to go. Make it happen, Dan. Let's Good go. stuff. Good stuff. All right. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to do our warm-ups. Sweet. We're going to talk about the the Rams game. Give it a little review, a little ball drag on the Rams because they got all the all the stuff. We're going to take a midweek look at injuries. We're going to talk about some storylines, some Detroit Lions storylines. Detroit story that we've been talking about that nobody else wants to seem to take a hold of. We're going to look ahead. To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming into the cold weather game in Detroit. I don't know how they're going to handle the weather. We'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole lot more. Tony Ortiz is off the hook now. We had a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. 
There are bad press conference questions, and then there's that one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was fantastically. Props to Todd Bowles for handling it the way he did. Yeah. He He could have deservedly really gone off there. He let her off the hook. If you don't know what we're talking about, he was at the Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles, was asked, how he's preparing his team for the cold weather in Detroit. <laughs> About 20 oh. seconds or 30 seconds in the bus to the stadium. You know, I don't think we'll do anything special, man. <laughs> and, and I guess Good it was a, it was a news person, not the standard beat reporter, but I'm sorry. Yeah. You've got to think your questions through before you ask him at least like, just it was such a lengthy just question prepping. too. It took her like 30 seconds to ask it. Oh my God! He's just sitting there. You can tell that he's not—he's not wanting to laugh. Yeah. But he like Todd Bowles is a pretty like low key guy. I, I give him a lot of credit. I like Todd Bowles. Yeah. I think he's a very good coach. Yep. And I think uh, Tampa was smart to stick with him when things weren't always going his way. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's clear that Dan Campbell respects the hell out of him too. That's that's going to be fun. All I can say with that question is, <laughs> welcome to Tampa. <laughs> More so. Welcome to Detroit. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. Uh, we got the warm ups going on while people gather. We get ready for the show. We're going to talk really, really quick about Bluebees. Bluebees and DBs. What the hell are Bluebees? Lions will be lining up again this week in their blueberries, baby. Those blue uniforms, tops and bottoms. I don't want to do any little jinxy, but they haven't lost in those babies. Not this year. (laughs) Love it. Love it. I like the pick. I like it. We'll talk a little bit as we do a preview of that game, some some thoughts about it. But they are in the blueberries this week, so that's good. Um, This will be the first outdoor game in Detroit since 1974. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in theory, the roof could collapse. I don't know. Oh, man. I I hope not. And then DBs support support your local sports television reporters, because my understanding is the station that was responsible for this cut their local sports programming so they could do like syndicated stuff and sent this poor woman there to represent the station. And she clearly doesn't know what's going on. Well, they got represented. So there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, we got the blue bees. We also got some DBs and the DBs were all the way up. 133.6 decibels, a new record at good old Ford field. And it started out with a little bit of this. Oops. Jared Goff, Chance. Man, I'm going to tell you, Riz, I never expected that in Detroit. But a convergence of multiple things came together, and Jared Goff got his flowers, and I think they were much deserved, to be honest with you. But he got his flowers, and that was so heartening to see this the fans stand up for, for Jared that way. And, and kind I, of- I also think... I don't think that certainly Jared himself didn't expect that. I don't think the Lions expected that. No. I thought they knew that, like, okay, yeah, he's our guy. Like, we're going to support him. But uh, that level of positive support for Jared, that that was special, man. And then he went out and played his ass off. He was great. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yes, Riley. For him. I love it. Chris and, and Jeff freaking reason. Let's go. Chris, didn't you suggest last Wednesday the Jared Goff chant? 
when you said it, I thought that would be amazing. And then it happened. Yeah, no, I had that impassioned kind of thing last week where I did, I did uh, bring that out. I'm glad it happened. I'm not going to take credit for it, but God, I'm glad it happened. It was well-deserved. So good show in Lions was. fans. Those DBs were through the roof. We'll talk about this a little louder, bit louder than the Metallica concert because Metallica is technically capped at how loud they can get in their concerts at 126. I did not know that until yesterday. We'll talk about this. This is jet engine lo- lo- loudness, but we'll talk about this more later. I'm a little worried uh, about fans kind of coming down a little bit after this big win. And I'm not saying we now got to go to 136 decibels or break the record or anything. But folks really got it. This was the most intelligent Lions home crowd I have ever seen. They were loud. And Anzalone, again, Anzalone said it after I did. Just whatever, whatever. (laughs) Be loud from the second the tackle is over. Don't let them get the call into the huddle, right? Once they're on the line, especially the Rams, they do the silent count at home because they have no home fans, right? They're used to that. They're really, really good at that. But when you interfere with them getting the, the, the call into the helmet of the quarterback, when you interfere with a quarterback's ability to call the play to the team in the huddle because of those jet engine sounds, then you're really affecting and you saw it. You Detroit Lions fans did it. And it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Same thing. That tackle, that second down tackle happens. It's third down. Know that. Be loud. Be loud. You guys got this. Don't be complacent. Don't say we've checked our boxes for this year. We've, we've accomplished everything we hoped and dreamed. Right? And we're playing with house money now. Because really, a playoff game was the sign of a successful season. If you go back to before the goalposts yeah. started moving, True. before the season started, it was like, if the Lions win a playoff game they have checked all the boxes they're all checked it's house money folks this is not the time to give it up go for it uh lions troll i was still drunk yesterday buddy i wasn't drunk but i've had a hangover like a football hangover my wife and i both for like the last two days i finally started feeling normal today i was just the emotional drain and and we did the show right after so i didn't really get to have like the whole kind of realization of what happened it's almost like like i don't want to make it this dramatic but like a soldier doesn't react until after they get home right i mean but but it was like we did this thing right after i was focused i didn't think it was the next day when it hit me and and ash said the same thing and it just washed over me i was like it was uh, and i was worn out man i was worn out great job crowd great job folks be loud be louder and uh and go Go while they're in the huddle as loud as you can. But uh, thank you all. And folks, after the win on Sunday, let's get franked. <laughs> Frank the Tank <laughs> and Malone's 275 happy hour specials, well drinks and beers. It's great for you. <laughs> they're closed on Sunday, though, as Frank told us, so that he can watch his Lions game. Maybe go down to the, the batting box and see if he can hit that scoreboard one more time with a big swing. <laughs> I only caught like an hour of the post game show, but I did catch Frank's call and I'm, I'm trying to work like while I'm doing this. And it was just, I just gotta, I gotta stop what I'm doing and listen to this because it was epic. Please catch up with it. If you didn't catch the post game show, it's available on the YouTube, on the archives, just search, search it out uh, under the live shows and uh, it's worth your time. Yeah. Trust me on that. 
two hours and five minutes in. I'll tell you straight where it's at at the two oh five mark. Uh, it's <laughs> Chris really, knows. Uh, I've watched Mark in his head three times. He's so fantastic. <laughs> we will get Frank. We will get Frank. We will get him uh, back on the show. We've we've actually got a T-shirt already ready to go. Riz, you saw the design. It's pretty pretty hot. I did. I did. William Trees. By the way, props to the dude from Kenya who called in. That was awesome. Yeah, he's he's called before. He's he's really cool cat. I got I have to respond to his email. Uh, William Trees, are you glad now that I lobbied for getting the image of Stafford removed from the show's intros? Fans certainly weren't chanting for Stafford. I'd donate more, but siding has slowed in the frigid. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. That's all right. Um, yeah, you know, I I. I, I I'm going to credit more than just that, but this was just one more brick in the, in the lion's wall that got him over the playoff hump. So you can take a little credit to William go for it. You got that. Good job. Um, good stuff. Good stuff here. Um, when we start talking about the DLP draft party, <laughs> um, we'll probably at senior bowl. Actually, we'll probably, cause we'll be so draft moded up. Then we'll probably do it. And we do a lot. Yeah. We do a lot of hours of coverage. I'm just going to tell you guys, we have this on lockdown this year. We've got, interviews guaranteed interviews with players every day every day and twice on wednesday and i'm not even joking when i say that <laughs> we've that's, got that's true yep guaranteed just interviews over the media schedule Th- thanks to molly from uh, the senior bowl for working with us very closely and, and taking care of stuff for us yeah, yeah hopefully we don't have to seal espn jacksonville's wi-fi this year that would be nice. they're gonna be looking for us bro <laughs> they wouldn't know <laughs> That's true. They were good guys too. Yeah, I like them. Oh man! All right, so there you go. We we are guaranteed. We've got a lot of draft stuff. DLP draft party. We'll start talking about it then. We have some plans. Um, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty yeah. cool thing. It's a pretty, really really cool thing. So there we go. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. We got the the blue bees, the DBs. We got everybody here. Let's get into the show. Um, Detroit Lions boot the Los Angeles Rams right in the begonias. Uh, let's talk about it, man. What a game football hangover, the only close game of the weekend. And this was a thriller. Oddly, I don't think the lions were behind ever in the entirety of the game. They were not, they were not. And the sweat pouring out of every gland. This, if the lions were going to win a playoff game, this had to be the way they did it. This had to be the way they did it. Riz. It wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be Houston destroying Cleveland. It wasn't going to be Tampa Bay destroying Philadelphia. Dallas just wiped by Green Bay. That was so. That was one of those like we we all tend to root vociferously against the Green Bay Packers, Mm -hmm. but it's also Dallas, and it's. Nobody's rooting for Dallas either. So uh, it was, it was, I was rooting for Green Bay because I knew that the winner of that game was coming to Detroit or would, would get, is, it would make it so, it would make it so we would have the next home game. So I, I was rooting, I was no. rooting for Green Bay. No, you weren't. Uh, stop it. Stop. Yeah, it. I was. You wanted the because home game. I wanted no, another home game. No, stop. Stop. You wanted the home game, but you were rooting for Dallas to lose. Not Green Bay to yes. win. Get it straight. Yes, that's 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 that's, that's the phrasing that I need. To hear. You're absolutely one hundred percent correct on. That. I am disgusted uh, that you would even think was, such a thing out loud. Yeah, and no. I, I was indeed rooting for Tampa Bay to beat Philadelphia. I would not 
say Eagles fans. Those- Eagles fans annoyed me more than Buccaneers. Like Buccaneers fans are pretty chill. They're good people. We've gone we've gone back and forth with them. They're like we were at their stadium, and they treated us well. The, the few of them that were there treated us with a lot of respect and like. Like I, I know a lot of Buccaneers fans. I know I know the Buccaneers media. They're in general pretty good, solid, smart people. So I I've, I've actually enjoyed this week already going back and forth with a couple of them um in terms of like setting up the game and Q and A's and stuff like that. It's gonna be gonna be fun. I didn't want to do that with Philly, um, other than a couple of select people in Philly. Uh, I'm not simpatico with the Eagles group. <laughs> I'll say going back to the Green Bay thing. I just very, I couldn't do it. I could not say that I wanted any anybody to win in that game. I just wanted Dallas to lose. I absolutely wanted the home game. Okay. And and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. It's one of those, those mental blocks, right? That I just, it was, and I'm like, I was adamant about, it. I was yelling at my wife. I mean, I don't, I wasn't yelling at her, but I was like, I was stern. <laughs> she, she would not let you yell at her. <laughs> no, no, she would no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but I was stern. I was stern. I, I, she said I could be stern. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it was like, no, 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 no. We just want Dallas to lose. And I absolutely wanted Dallas to lose. I look, I hate the Packers, but especially with what happened with Dallas and the whole and having to go back there. I don't care about the redemption arc. I don't yes. care if I, I play every team at its worst without all the players injured. I just want to win now. I don't care. I the second Super Bowl we win, we can do that with against and we'll beat good we'll beat tough teams then. Fine. I don't care. Right now, just I'll be uh, beat them all. Just uh, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very good with um, the karmic retribution of Dallas. That that was that was the, the Roman got a football testicle saying ball don't lie, bitch. <laughs> I'll talk about in the in the Philly and Tampa game. The reason I wanted Tampa to win and it's a sole singular reason. Philly has been on a death spiral since just the first week of December. And I just oh, yeah. knew that if they caught it, with a win in the playoffs, they were going to rally around it. And I was like, nope, I don't want to, I don't want to meet that team when they rally. I do not with Jalen hurts mobile. They've now fallen apart. They, they could be an absolute disaster for a number of years now because things are starting to the wheels that flew off of that bus. So now we have Tampa. Every team in the playoffs is difficult, but boy, what a great matchup for the lions. And we'll talk about that matchup in a little bit, but what an absolute fantastic outcome from playoff weekend from the close win against the Rams in Detroit to the upset, the absolute upset of the Eagles in Dallas. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. I enjoyed it. Fun weekend. Yeah. And then now, very fun weekend. Now we have, um, the lions, Plate facing Tampa and the Packers have to go face San Fran in San Fran. I just, this is fantastic because if we meet the Packers and I don't want to look too far ahead, I'm not looking past Tampa Bay here, but if we were to meet the Packers in the the next round, they're going to be beat up, man. Two road games, West coast back. They've got a short week this week. Right. They'll have an extra day, but it's a West Coast trip. So so cancel that off the schedule. It's it's in the travel. It's just going to be it's going to be tough for them to come into Detroit, especially the Packers. You think 133 with Stafford was a lot of decibels. Just wait. You see these decibels, baby, because if we're in the FTPs, it's going to be crazed, crazed. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to call it. I think the Packers win that game in San Francisco. Wow. I am a very big believer that resting your players in the last week and then getting a bye week is a rotten 
yep. rotten way yep. to enter the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's going to help Green Bay win that game because yeah. the Christian McCaffrey hasn't played in a month. Like Brock Purdy hasn't played face live defense with speed in a long time. I think that's to their detriment. Um, yeah. I, 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 I that, that was one of the reasons when we were going into, you know, week eighteen. I absolutely, or weeks. I did not want the one seed. You, you want to keep playing, especially if you're playing well at the end of the year. You want to keep that going. You don't want to sit. Yep. And I think that's going to hurt San Francisco uh, because remember they, they weren't exactly tearing it up at the end of the year, nope. and they, they did lose their last game to the Rams. So these, both of these, know, you, all three of the teams that we're facing are eminently beatable. That we could yes. lose, we could lose to all three of them too. But all yes, three of could. them are, are absolutely we're very beatable. well. Good. This is crazy. Yep. This is. This is what an exciting year for the Lions and this team to be in the playoffs. This is crazy, man. This is absolutely fantastic. I love it's it. Fun. Um, back great. to the Rams game. Um, it was an abs- It was a team win. It was absolutely a team win. David Montgomery was the was our best running back with fifty seven yards only. Right, no no hundred yard games there. Gibbs pulled out twenty five. Amon Ra had a cool hundred and ten receiving, but Reynolds who was clutch along the way, and especially early. Only 80 yards. I don't want to say only, but 80 yards. 43 yards is next for uh, for for Gibbs as the next receiver, and it's all down from there. This was a spread the ball and win the game kind of thing. Um, every one of these players on the offense gets credit for, for this victory. Um, and we can talk about the defense in the second half, how they seized up in the red zone, how they just, the moves... Uh, the Hutchinson pulling that call at the end, finally landing that. I mean, it was fantastic. The people crying about it. I, I feel bad for Higby. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish oh, the yeah. fact that he got, he got injured. That wasn't cheap. That's there's, there's, I've seen a million pictures of, you know, the, the Rams DBs tackling the same way. It's unfortunate. The but that's league how the NFL makes wants you to do, do that. Yeah. Yep. And I, I will also say I was watching the the Steelers Bills game, and there was a play that was similar to it, and the guy did go high, and he bounced off and gave up yards after the catch. Yep, yep, yep. It is what it is. It sucks. I don't think Kirby is dirty. I think Kirby was actually putting himself at danger by leading with his head there. That's yes. kind of stupid. Yes, he's got to get better at doing that. But what was was his intent to take out knees? That's not who he is. No. I know he's done it, unfortunately, a couple of times. That's not the kind of guy he is. No. It's just not. Yep. And it's, you know, the Rams fans, they, they when, you, when you lose a game that you don't expect to lose, and they absolutely did not expect to lose that game no. from, from great. top to bottom of their fan base, from, you know, the, the most sycophantic down to, like, the most level-headed they all expected to win that game. They're like, we're beating Jared Goff. Like, Matthew Stafford, Jer- come on. Still, what are you talking about? Still, I haven't seen and a story think, about Jared Goff or Brad Holmes beating the Rams and slaying those dragons. That's It's all about, oh, they treated Matthew bad. I've, that's been dry. We'll, we'll talk about that part. Too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's one it's of the bad. reasons why they've been so salty was because they legitimately believed that they weren't going to lose to Jared Goff. And Jared Goff was the biggest reason why they lost. And that has to be shocking to them. Yep. Like I, I understand that from an empathetic level. I think you need to move on pretty quickly from that. But yep. like they, they set themselves up for a situation that they 
didn't think would happen, and that's exactly what happened. And that's that's very difficult to do. Like we know, we know disappointment in football. We know what it's like to have all the air let out of all your tires right before you have to go on vacation. Like that's sucks. But learn Literally. to deal with it, guys. Learn to deal with a little healthier Literally. if you can. That'd be yeah. nice. Um, hey, Jamie, I saw what you said in there uh, about your dad. Um, sorry to hear that, brother. Best of luck. Um, yeah, the the Higby thing, uh, Brandon. I can't believe how cocky Rams fans are now that they've had their team for what six years or so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah, Collinsworth essentially said the players want the opposite of the league on the broadcast. It's absolutely it. It's it's yeah, that's right. It's yeah, yeah. And I get I get you don't want headshots, right? You don't you want you don't yeah. want people hitting in the head. You don't want those those. Giant collisions. Look, if I, the bad, you know, again, this is an overstatement. Played a lot of tackle backyard football when I was about 22 years old with my friends, right? I mean, it was, it was 10 on 10 tackle, like dudes, right? Well, you're, you're, you're pretty thick and strong at 20, 22 years old. And I would be sore for days after we had no pads. We wore cleats, but I mean, that was, it was, it. and we're ta- You wore cleats. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy who was a wide receiver for Saginaw Valley state who was there that played with us. And you want to know a business decision. All right. He caught the ball and he's running at me and I'm like, nah, <laughs> I am not tackling that. One. He is too big, too fast. And that's going to hurt way too much and off he went man uh i can't imagine at the nfl level with the speed and the power these guys have trying to tackle a dude that big and that fast up high it's just going to hurt all you you just want to tangle up his legs you just want it so someone else can grab him up high and drag him down it's so much if you watch tackling it's all about get him slowed down and then pile him out and pile on him and pull him down, right? It's yeah. it's very rarely. That's why an open field tackle is so impressive because you don't see him. Nobody really is able to just do that single open field tackle. So. We'll see some this <sighs> week because uh, the Buccaneers have a really good one in Antoine Winfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's good. Dude's mm. really good. Better put a brace on. I'm <laughs> just joking. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> all right. Detroit oh, Lions. Man. Put the, the the foot on the neck of the, the the Los Angeles Rams. All kinds of stories about it. People making it about themselves. People probably shouldn't have been on the field in the first place. I didn't see Higby's wife in the field. Either way, <laughs> it's it's done, dusted, books closed, and we move on. On to yep. the next one, Riz. Congratulations. Can I say two quick things about, about, about quick takeaways that I had from the game that I don't think are getting discussed enough? First, I think Sean McVay screwed his own team by giving the Lions the ball first. Colossal mistake on his part. What have we seen? If the Lions get the lead, they ain't giving it up. And it also, like, it allowed the Lions to control and dictate what happened in the rest of the game because they went down and scored like we all expected them to with that glorious opening drive. And at that point, the Rams are always playing catch-up. They did catch up, but they're always playing from behind. We're not playing with the lead. And the other one was right before half. He had a chance to trust his quarterback to go down the field against a defense that hadn't done squad douche against him. Mm-hmm. And he bagged it. 
knowing that he was going to get the ball at the at first and the second half and like, okay, we'll, we'll play conservative here. No, terrible decision. Yep. Yep. Awful coaching by Sean McVay, who I think is a very good head coach overall. I'll say he got get, extraordinarily outcoached by Dan Campbell, and that I, needs to get brought up more. I get his your point one. I get why he made the decision because if you heard the Jared That's Goff chance at the beginning of the of the uh, the game, you wanted to shut the, the 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 crowd down. You don't want him to be able to have that roar on your first possession, right? Because it just carries right through. Cut him out and either make them interfere with their own home team because they're dummies. Or you just kind of quiet them and you interrupt that flow. Because what always happens with crowds is they forget to be loud, right? Oh, yeah, we have to be quiet for the other team yes. now. And then they forget to get loud again, right? And that's 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 the plan there. I think so that's number one. Number two, getting the ball at the half is is always an, an ideal situation. I get it. I, I get it. The problem was I don't think they expected that. I don't think they expected that at all because I think Sean McVay was that confident in his team. And then in his end of the half decision, I think he was he was shook. I think he was absolutely shook and did not he did not expect what he got from the Detroit Lions and he did not know how to recover. It's freaking fantastic. Good. Good for him. He's a good coach at a bad game. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. Most people in Detroit don't like him, but <laughs> he's a good coach. I mean, yeah. he's gotten the team to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. He had a pipe old girl. Still does. All right, uh, <laughs> we can do some plumbing around there. Uh, LA, Why the hell are you dropping? Why are you covering Amon Ross St. Brown with Michael Hacked? Please keep doing that. Please keep doing that. He's the Rams version of Romeo Okwara, and you're trying to guard Amon Ra with him. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I guarantee. They got horribly outcoached in that game. I don't. I want more people in the national media to recognize that Dan Campbell wiped the freaking floor with Sean McVay's sorry ass in that game. Yep, yep. I'd like to. I, I guarantee, no matter who gets the toss, the Lions are not getting the ball first in this next game. <laughs> yes, Todd Bowles is not a dumb guy. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. knows what's up. <laughs> Plus, he's got a defensive-oriented team too. So yep. he will uh, he will know that like if they get a lead and then they can get a stop like yep. yeah and it's exactly what we're, we're saying. We're talk about the Bucks. He should have marched the Bucks. The Bucks are they're I hate to give this to the Baker boys. They're dangerous. They really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody from Cleveland just cringed because I did the Baker Mayfield. Dean. I did I did some Cleveland media today, so I've had a little bit of them in my head, and we wound up talking a little bit about the, Baker Mayfield. The thing about the like, Bucks, am I rooting against them? Or am I rooting for him? Like, I I'll just get out of the way. I like Baker Mayfield. I do. Mm-hmm. I've watched him be a very effective quarterback. Now I have also watched him suck, yeah. and that's kind of what worries me because he kind of sucked last time we played them. No, no, so, kind of about it. So the thing about that's, it that's is, concerned. yeah, I think. We'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. All right. So, so the, the the Bucks are the dime store Rams. Maybe maybe the fifty cent store Rams, but that's kind of the team they are. I, I just that's we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it as we get there. Um, Detroit Lions yeah. boot the Los Angeles Rams. Before we move on to the next piece, really, really quick, folks, hit that like and subscribe. We ask once per show. So it seems to be a good time to do it. We'll do it right now. Uh, subscribe allows you to talk in the chat and lets you hear all the stuff we're doing, especially when Senior Bowl hits. We'll yeah. have. 
multiple player interviews hitting through the every day and you'll you'll catch them live we'll be notified right there boom 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 as we do those it's a really really good time for that also the like button helps us out helps people find us and and we appreciate that you guys have heard about the algorithm and all that stuff everyone tells you about it and we're not going to do that Four hundred seventy-five thousand people on we only have 956 like just just hit the like button please it's easy all right let's get on to the next thing here and we'll talk about injuries and depth where do the detroit lions stand let's go to it first why in the hell riz were you not in allen park today asking about james houston i didn't hear a single question about james houston i was not at allen park today because my kids were snowed out of school today they can cook their own hot pockets they, get, get on the snowmobile, get the hell over there and ask him what about james houston because nobody seemed will to just think tell about you it. that yesterday yesterday when i did the huge show it's normally about a 25 com- minute commute it took me 90 <laughs> It was not fun here in West Michigan yesterday. So I, Morning I was very gas when you made it the radio station. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it was uh, it was it was harrowing yesterday. Yeah. Was like I I I grew up in in the north. Obviously, I don't think I'd ever been snowblind before yesterday. I was legitimately snowblind for a little bit yesterday driving home. Like I mm. I was like. This is really bad. So yep. I, not that I not that I get over during the week very often to Allen Park at this time of year anyways, but uh, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Uh, yep. That was not a question that was asked today, and that was sort of interesting to me. His James Houston's clock is up tomorrow. We will know tomorrow whether he's going to be activated or whether he's not. I will share with you what I shared with a couple of people, um, Brandon being one of them, Brandon Kerr. Uh, he asked me on on Twitter and I responded to him. The last time I talked to anybody in Allen Park about James Houston specifically was last Tuesday. And I talked to a member of the staff. I don't want to go more than that. But at that point, that person led me to believe that James Houston was not close to being the James Houston that fans want him to be in terms of getting off from the snap and being able to turn the corner around the edge. It wasn't there then. That was, what, eight, nine days ago. And if it wasn't going to get better, he was not going to get activated. And it's not from him. It's not from a lack of effort from James Houston. This person made it very clear that that he's busting his butt trying to make it happen and trying to make it work. But it was not there at that time. Again, I haven't. I have not talked to anybody about James Houston in the building since then. He has. He made himself available for the media um, Monday, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and he was very. He's an upbeat dude, so he's going to say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back, and I, I'm and I'm getting back. We will see. Uh, I. The other thing is, I got this note today. The Lions led the NFL in quarterback pressures this year. Now they certainly weren't close in sacks or sack rate. But no team generated more quarterback pressures than the Detroit Lions did. I got that from from Zebra Technologies, our friends there uh, who run NFL Next Gen Stats. They 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 have the measuring devices for it's it's, yes. it's uh, Amazon that does the stats. But yeah 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 Don't yeah. But yes yes thank you. But uh, that was that was one of the things. Like the the Lions don't lack for creating pressure on the opposing quarterback, and I think that's a weird narrative that is. Pl- do, do they get enough sacks? No, they don't. Does James Houston finish sacks? He has in the past. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't lack for getting pressure. They really, really just can't cover deep. Like their cornerbacks are terrible at it. Their safeties are worse at it. Like that's, that's really the only thing you can quibble about. Like the defense, should they finish sacks? Yeah. Getting pressure is not a problem for this team at all. Like at all. And I, I, it's weird that the fans don't seem to grasp that. And, and maybe it's because they don't finish sacks, which is fine. Like I, I would love for them to get more sacks too. But if, if Houston can't finish the deal because he's, you know, he's generating the pressure, but he can't close either because of his rehabilitation from injury, there's no point in activating him. Yep. There just isn't because yep. he's going to sit somebody else. And we've seen, hate to, hate to go back on this, he didn't make the team as a rookie as a fifth-round draft pick because his run defense was that bad. And he was playing special teams early and not playing much on defense because his run defense was that bad. Like You can't ignore that. <laughs> yes, he's phenomenal at finishing last year down the stretch, but like maybe – Maybe it was a flash in the pan. Maybe teams got film. Like, I don't like it's not, this is not the time to find out whether he can go or not. Right. When you, no, you've you, got other people that might be able to go. Um, by the way, playing Josh Pascal lately has been very good. Yep. Uh, and the other thing is Buccaneers left tackle, Tristan Wirfs. Really freaking good. Yep. Houston can only rush from that side based on the injury. I'm not sure that that's the most effective matchup for way to get him back in anyways, because one of the things that James, one of the reasons why he was cut, and he will tell you this, and Aaron Glenn has told us this, was that he would get too down on himself when he wasn't succeeding. Maybe maturity has helped. I hope so. I hope so. But that's that's a really, for a guy that hasn't played since September 17th, 24th, 24th. That's asking a hell of a lot, man, to go against a, a fantastic tackle when you're coming off of an injury. You're not really physically like it's asking a lot. Can he do it? I hope so. I do, but I, I uh, it, th- this story is much bigger than I think it needs to be because I don't think that he's going to be that much of an impact, even if he gets back. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about him before. As everybody's very quick to remind me, but uh, it, the the buzz, thank you, the buzz out of Allen Park last week was not optimistic about James Houston, and it wasn't it wasn't from a lack of effort or anything on his part. It was a lack of like he's just physically in there yet. That was made very clear to me. <laughs> yeah, yep. Which sucks, but oh man okay well pressure is a thing that we've we've relied on we've been dialing it up with some aggressive blitzes um i don't think like like you said i don't think we can risk gambling on a player being good enough i would hate to put him activate him and then have him sit on the sideline because he can't do it all day right because that's a roster position where you can have a rotational piece in there to do what you want from him. It's a gamble. Yeah. And and remember, this is they had Charles Harris and Julian Okora inactive. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about that because I mean I think Julian will be active this week, by the way, if if Houston isn't, because I think he does offer some speed juice um that can give worse a little bit of trouble. Um, yeah. worse. But uh, I will we... give a free plug to my friend Brandon Thorne and uh the true sack rate uh videos. He Brandon does a fantastic job. He is football fandom agnostic 
in his evaluations of offensive line and defensive line play. And he broke down Tristan Wirfs, and it's worth your subscription to watch how freaking good that guy was against Philadelphia. Yep. He was really, really good. And, and Brandon does a great job. We will see him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I, would, I would love to get him on to talk about Panay Sewell because he might be the biggest Panay Sewell fan on the face of the earth. <laughs> so, a lot going on. James Houston. Um, yeah, Frank Ragnow. Um, this is from the Slack. This was, this was Ash in the Slack. But we live on a timeline, he hopes, where Frank went directly from the game to Malone's and started putting them back and called in. <laughs> And it was a Frank that we all know, Frank. <laughs> they gave us that, <laughs> that post-game call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so right man. now, um, right now, got a, they did both teams did a walkthrough today. They did not practice. The estimated attendance, the only guy out was Khalif Raymond for the Lions with the knee. Don't expect him this weekend. Uh, in fact, no. if... If Houston gets activated, the likely move might be Khalif going on IR, which sucks, but it is what it is. If he's hurt, he's hurt. Uh, Ragnall got a rest day um, with his list of maladies. Anzalone is, was listed as limited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anzalone was listed as limited with shoulder and ribs. And you can see where both injuries happen if you watch rewatch the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the shoulder happened on the first drive. The ribs happened on the last. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor Friendly guy. fire on both of them, too. So it wasn't and, just the, the Rams players that were getting hurt, like the Lions. Anzalone does, deserves some real credit because he's taken this role from where he was. Everyone derided his contract in the offseason. I, I don't want to say everyone, yes. but a ton of people derided that contract. And he came Why in. Why the bleep are we bringing this loser as back? Captain. But he's also coming out and he's engaging the public. He's engaging the press. He's engaging. It's not just a captain of the team or an inside the locker room guy. He's everywhere. He's out there everywhere. And he's he's doing it in a way where you're like, you can't not like Alex Anzalone. He's a very easy guy to like. Captain Anzalone. I I, I, I got to do a a 15-minute sponsored interview with him. And it was like it was great. Like Again, I'm not in Allen Park very often, so like he would, he he didn't know my name, but he recognized me. He's like, oh, I know. Did you do the Go Gators? I did not. Um, I, sorry, I didn't. I'm I'm not a Gator. Urban Meyer ruined that for me too. Um, uh, he ruined a lot of things. Disappointing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he he's just a very like he's a good guy, and Detroit would love this guy, and I think they are embracing him now. Now that he's playing better football, yeah, because uh, he he's I, look he's a Florida guy through and through. There's no doubt about that. But he uh, he gets Detroit. He likes Detroit. He likes it a lot. Yeah, and his family is is cool. Like I think I think his relationship with Jared Davis was did a lot of good for him coming here. Uh, he and he and Davis are still best friends. They were yeah. linebacker mates at Florida. Um, you could see it in training camp with the year that Jared, that was last year, last year, yep. two years ago, where Jared was here. Yeah, like their their wives and kids were like they were playing together. They were you know inseparable. Like they're clearly best friends, yeah. like the yeah. entire families. And that yeah. was, I think that has helped adjust Alex Anzalone to what Detroit, life in Detroit was going to be like, and he's embraced it. 
He He's could have gone elsewhere entirely, and he chose to come back. The whole Detroit culture and the fans. I mean, he get he gave tickets to the the crying Lions fan, right? That everyone the, the new crying right. Jordan, right? But um, who's who's gotten all kinds of press? But Hanseloni, he's a guy with a big heart. He comes out. I, I will say, I'll, I'll repeat it from being at the, when we were at the Tampa game, 10 feet away. Like the whole game, he would come out when he'd get a break or when there was like at, at the half or a quarter break. He would come over to right where we were looking up in the stands. You could tell he was looking for someone, right? And in the moment, I didn't realize, right. I didn't think about it. And then um, at the end of the game, after they won and everybody was celebrating, you were watching players just in awe of how many Lions fans there were there, like how much support they had. They were yelling at him and he was like, no, 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 not, not now. And I was like, I gave him the, he, the gator chomp. He's like, hey, and then he saw, yeah. and it was his parents and he came running up and he yeah. jumped up and he got to give him a hug and see him. And it was like 10 feet away from me. He, the, the, the emotion, the, like he's playing a game and it was, it wasn't an easy game in Tampa and he was fully there, fully engaged in the game, played great. But still thinking about his parents, and that was after they were trapped in uh, in Israel at the time on a tour, yeah. right? They were going on a tour, and it was the first time he'd seen them since they got back. It was really fantastic to watch that kind of play out in real time and just see how he's able to play and do that at such a high level while this is going on in his head and still juggle it at the same time. Um, his engagement with the fans, his engagement even with the media, he's just a really... Good cat. He's starting to have fun with it. Yeah. And it's cool yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So good on him, man. Really, really good on him. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's go on. We got the injury. Let's talk about we had uh, Anzalone. We talked. Is there anybody else on the injury list we need to talk about? Head, shoulders, knees, and toes on Ragnow. I will tell you one person that wasn't on it because that's what stood out to oh, me. Yeah. And somebody pointed it out on Twitter. And thank you for pointing it out um, in an interaction where I was tagged in Dr. Liao who is getting a great audience, and thank you, everybody, for, for supporting Dr. Liao. He does fantastic work on these injury videos, and I'm, it's really cool to see it take off and for him to get it. If you're not watching them, watch them. He's good. New one tomorrow. He's New one coming good. tomorrow morning. Ash's internet is awesome. dead. He couldn't do a daily DLP, so uh, first thing in the morning will be Dr. Liao. You had a chance to check out his injury video, or uh, you can hear it audio style. Very good. But uh, Cam Sutton was yes, no longer Cam. listed. He had been listed for the last three weeks, two weeks for sure. I think it's three weeks with the toe injury. Yep. Maybe, hopefully, that explains some of why he's sucked the last few weeks. Hopefully. At least it's not an excuse anymore. He's, he's, we get, we, we're going to have to talk about him in the game preview because, uh, uh, he, it could be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's healthy. Thank God. <laughs> it is. Doctor, I just want to go back to Dr. Liao. I just, I mean, think about the whole staff we've got now on DLP, man. Of course, you and I, right? But, I mean, you think about, you've got uh, Fish and Brown. You got Dr. Liao. You got Ash doing the dailies. I mean, you got a, you got a medical doctor doing stuff weekly telling you about your team. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. What a group. What an amazing group of, of valuable Information all done without a mask. Uh, Schefter breaking news just reported that Mike McCarthy is staying with the cowgirls. I thought he was out. According to Schefter just reported. I will, I will validate that on the so machine. I have but. been buried in lions and Brown stuff today. So I haven't been paying attention to online very much, but I thought like there was one, wasn't, wasn't there a report this morning that he was gone? 
Yep. Didn't I, did I did I hallucinate that or no? It was everybody said he was going to be gone, but he's he's going into the last year of his contract, as reported by Schefter, and okay, as reported by Peaceful Tim, uh, <laughs> he's going to the last year of his contract, and he's gonna he's gonna do it. I tell you what, right. watching Jerry Jones' face. I mean, I loved it after that Dallas loss. He had. The thousand yard World War One trench warfare stare. He was just stunned. And I loved it. He did not expect much like Rams fans and media, he did not expect to lose that game. Certainly not in the way that they got blasted. Yeah. They weren't even competitive. That was you know, Schadenfreude on the on the Cowboys there. This just in Tim is staying with the Lions. Also breaking news, you, Frank Jim. is over at Malone's right now, <laughs> where they have 275 happy hour beers. Um, I'll just carry it on Ashes tradition while I can. All right. So I think we've got the injuries covered on the um, on the on the yeah. Bucks side. Um, pretty much anything. The only thing they have is is, is maybe frostbite because it got down to 58 degrees here today in Tampa. Uh, tough. It's a tough go. I'm not sure how folks are able to handle it. We've been staying warm, really struggling, kind of lighting fires, got the stove going in the kitchen just to try to keep the house warmed up. Don't know what to do. Hey, man, it got up to 17 here today. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't seen out of single digits since Saturday. It was nice. It was balmy today. Almost speedo weather. Do what to you? Uh, <laughs> it's always speedo weather, man. I always I used to threaten my son with that. Your friends come over, we're going to wear a speedo. You'll calm down. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. There's a metal picture that I didn't need. Yeah, I know. Wait, Woo! just wait. All right. Send Chris long underwear. Yes, please. Um. So there we are. We got the injuries covered. The basically the the bucks are healthy. You you can get the the the, the big yeah. skinny on that from Dr. Lee out tomorrow, but he will give you the finer details on who's coming back and who's going away. We'll talk about Detroit Lions storylines. This is All right. I I, I want to do it without doing the, on this first one. So let me just kind of the whole storyline coming in. We talked about it last week with Stafford, 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 Stafford. Nothing about Brad Holmes. Nothing about Jared Goff. Right? It was it was just empty. And then it went away. And then it was, oh, boo-hoo, poor Matthew got booed. Oh, boo-hoo. Kelly, did you hear what she said? They booed the kids. Of course, yeah, they were booing the kids. It makes so much sense. It's such a real thing. I mean, it was all, it was just all bullshit. It was all bullshit. Thanks for planting the seed, Kelly. We will next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But... When Matthew Stafford comes back to Detroit wearing a Rams uniform, the same thing will hold true. Fuck him. In between, all good. All good. Had they won this game, I could probably cheer for him in the offseason. But as long, like as like Deuce used to say, between the lines, fuck him. That's it. There's nothing more, nothing less. That's that. And then, of course, then the hanger on Kelly, making it all about her, right? That's what she does. 
I'm just tired of all that. Like, it's not the story. The story is a Detroit story. It is Brad Holmes vanquishing the dragons of the place that brought him up and him, the, 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 the student becoming the master. It's Jared Goff exercising the demons of the beast of Sean McVay, who he, Goff said himself, it, it hurt him personally. And the sports psychology that it took from a guy like Dan Campbell and this team to bring Jared Goff to be stronger, better than he ever was, rather than sh- <laughs> I can't people saying we should have this is so I'm going to go back and some people are going to be hurt. Some people that are no longer the slack and probably should be butthurt. But they were saying we need Malik Willis to push Jared Goff. <laughs> what a stupid draft pick that would have been. And the effect on Jared Goff would have been even more devastating. This is where we're at. This well, is where Malik we're at. Willis truthers. Y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fine. Jared Goff is is now a repaired guy. He's not soft, but he was in a bad place after what his coach did to him. He's slayed that dragon. He's he's beaten that storyline. These are the storylines. Detroit Lions have won their first. Uh, they have won their first playoff game in 31 years. They're about to potentially win their f- second playoff game in a season. For the first time ever in history. Why the hell are we talking about an old quarterback and his dumb wife? Stop. Move on. This story's oh, no. about us. This is our story. Don't let other people take it. Let's stop. Chris, let's stop and move on. Yeah. Don't let other people take it. So the story now. Take your own advice. Let's move well, on. I'm tired of it. Story now is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the story. Yeah, that's right. That's the, It's the second. The first time we've ever won a second playoff game in the same season. That's the story. Don't let anything else hijack it. Don't let it be about anybody else. It's about the city. It's about the fans. It's about the players. It's about the coach and the front office and what's been built here that's never been built here before. Todd Bowles, same timeline as a coach as Dan Campbell. Great storyline. These guys turned a couple of teams around. You know, you lost uh, Tom Brady. What an amazing thing, right? This is, these are the storylines. They were in third place in week 11. Like yeah. they, they're doing good. Yeah, but third place is only one game down in the, <laughs> the NFC South. So the NFC South. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, as we get into it right now. I want to. Well, before we get into it, I do have to give a shout out to Carefree Bourbon. I've been nipping on this stuff. I got a bottle for you, Riz. I don't know how big a bourbon nice. guy you are. This is fantastic. I'm not a big liquor drinker, but this stuff is fantastic. Carefree-spirits.com. Use code DLP10. They got a code now. You get 10% off All if right. you use code DLP10. We're not even getting anything for this. They gave us some bottles, and they throw up a code for us. And we said, yeah, yeah, we'll help you guys out. You got great That's stuff. Nice it's bourbon. Yeah, they I'm also not have typically vodka. a bourbon guy, but I will certainly give it a try. They've got vodkas as well, a bunch of flavored vodkas, chakra vodkas. Ah, now, they, and, now we're t- that's that's my jam. And they have some vodka really, and tequila, and I'm a happy jefe. They have some really really cool cocktails on their site to make with these vodkas as well. There's one in particular that I'm going to do on on a, I'll do a game day drinks episode about it here. Uh, it's called the Beach Day. It is blue and beautiful. So uh, hang on tight for that one, folks. Um, that's. That's it. Carefree-spirits.com. DLP10 is your code. Go get yourself some sweet, sweet bourbon. They have a great barrel age and then all kinds of flavored vodka. It's a young, small company who's got a hell of a product that they, that's put their business together. 
Carefree.spirits.com. Code DLP10. There you go. All right. Check that out. You will. <laughs> it's senior bowl. All right. Let's get into it. Looking ahead to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Set sail for Detroit meaties. We're heading up to get our ashes handed to us by the Detroit Lions. Um, God, I hope so. I really hope so. And they could. Yeah. Like yeah. this. You, you hinted at it earlier. Of all the teams that are left, this is the team that you wanted to play if you're Detroit. In either conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That does that's that's not speaking bad about the Buccaneers, but we beat them earlier this year, and our strengths match up pretty well against their weaknesses. Yes, they have a couple of they they can certainly counter that, but this was as good of a matchup as you could ask for for teams that have both won a playoff game this year. Yeah, for Detroit again does doesn't doesn't mean that the Lions are going to go and roll them because that's a good football team. They are a good team, and I just wrote the piece for Alliance Wire just before we got on. Both Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles know Tampa Bay is a lot better now than they were in week six, and if you watch them just d- dominate the Eagles, like, you'll know it. Like They're playing good football, and they got some dudes, man. No. Talk about dude theory a lot. They got some dudes. They do. That's- Let's talk. They do, but and we'll talk about that. But I want to go to the domination of the Eagles. The Eagles are not the Eagles of November or October. They were a different oh. team, and you see the cracks in the personnel and the personalities. The Eagles are a team full of really good players, but I messed up because I said they're a team. They're a group of really good players. They aren't a team that I don't know if it's a Patricia effect. I I mean, I hate, I don't think it's only him, right? But they have actually folded on themselves. The offense, the player screaming, it hurts and him just sitting there like an abused spouse. I mean, it was ugly. It was absolutely ugly. That team. I don't know how they recover. I don't know how Sirianni recovers, to be honest with you. I mean, he'll be back and they have to put something together, but those wounds are deep. There's a month and a half of scars that have been clawed out of each other there. That is an ugly. So Tampa had that going for them at home, right? They had a little bit of a gift of a game in, in the team that they played. And, and what it looks like right now is Tampa, Tampa got the easiest game in the NFC. That's what it looks like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't want to undersell them, but. I don't want to also oversell what they have based on that game alone. A lot of people I saw saying, eh, well, yeah, but there was a missed passes from Baker Mayfield. That's right. Baker Mayfield missed a bunch of passes. He does that. How you match up. Mike Evans drops some passes. To, he, he does that. Does that. Yeah. Oh, it's maddening. He does. It's maddening for fans it's <laughs> and for fantasy owners. <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> Calvin Johnson of him. Like that, that's, that was, the, the cost of doing business with Mike Evans is the same. Calvin Johnson led the NFL in drops over his last five years, like yeah. cumulatively. Yeah. Mike, I, I don't think Mike Evans is there because there's some other guys that have shitty hands, but he's not near the bottom. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but he's a great player. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. Yep. That's uh, I think, I think that's, that's just the way, that's just the way it is. Um, I think I will say that Detroit is the superior team in this matchup and being home. We beat them pretty. It was a 
it was a game that was never out of reach till the end when we played them earlier. But again, that game was in Tampa. That game wasn't in Detroit. Kind of felt a little bit like Detroit. There's a lot of fans there, but it was it was in Tampa. This is a team we can win, but the danger, the the biggest danger, I think, is the emotional hangover for for fans and but for players too, because you you they weren't here for 31 years. These players, but they felt that same barrel lifted off their shoulders that fans did. They have to get back up. I loved Dan Campbell. Next day, couldn't sleep, didn't get much sleep. Can't really sit here and think about it. We're moving on to the next game. We've got Tampa coming in. We got to work on it. Or no, it wasn't even Tampa. They didn't even know yet. He, he said, we're, we're, yeah. we're studying Philadelphia because we played Tampa. We got some stuff, but we got to move on. We got to get to work and start start in on, on in the next game. Good stuff from him. Good leadership. Good setup for the players. Now they have to buy in. There's a lot of talk right now. Right. There's a lot of love in the city. This is the t- this is where I get the most worried about this team. And this is where we've had where we met the Ravens this year, <laughs> where we met the Seahawks this year. It's when we were on this kind of high when we were coming off and we had confidence. We are a better team when we're an underdog. We're a better team when we feel threatened. That's the risk. I think the biggest risk for the most, Detroit most Lions teams facing are, Tampa. Yeah, that's the biggest yeah. risk facing Tampa. I think. And and. Baker Mayfield is really good in those situations, too. That's when Baker is at his best. Yep. I've seen that personally. Uh, he He's he's good at that, folks. He is. He's, he's, he's a wild card. Because if he plays the way he did in week six, Lions are not losing this game, period. 100%. If he plays the way he did last week, if he plays the way he did in a couple of their games down the stretch, like, they can win. I don't know if they. I don't think they will, but they can. And the line. I, I'm glad you brought up what Dan said. You know, I I moved on to the next one, and we're not going to celebrate this because it's not done yet. Yep. We have more to do. And I thought that was the exact right note for him to hit. Yeah. Uh, for his players here, because it, like we talked about with Dan Miller when we did the the 24 hour St. Jude's telephone, Dan talks to his players when he's answering questions in the media in the media room. Yep. He's good at it. Um, he, he, he's, he's actually really good at it. Like, like shockingly good at it for a young inexperienced coach, relatively inexperienced coach. Uh, and that was his message to his players. Like, okay, you enjoyed Sunday night. That's great. We got another game next Sunday and we need to win it. And I need you to focus on that. And I thought that was a very good redirect on his part because he's right. Yep. If you think back to that Bucks game and easy has it, uh, Montgomery got injured during that game. Gamib, Gamibs, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs, <laughs> Ja, Ja, Ja. Uh, ja. He was on the sideline. He was on the sideline. I, I got pictures of him and his girlfriend on the because well, we, we were on the sideline too. Uh, <laughs> got pictures. Of, yeah, yeah, the two of them. Whoa. I mean, um, when Whoa. I got my picture with Craig, right? I mean, it was great. They, I mean, they, but yeah. he was there. He was injured. Uh, who else was we? We were we were down like four key players. I, one offensive lineman didn't play, and I don't remember who it was. Yep, yep. So and again. somebody on somebody on defense was out. I don't. Was that the game the branch missed? Yes, branch was out. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Branch missed that game. So that was. I mean, we were. We've got those guys this time. 
right? We've got those yeah, guys. And that's one of the things that's going to be, it's, it's a lot different. It's a lot different because there's people playing that weren't, we're playing at home. It's the playoffs. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, can't take them lightly. Baker can move, but he can. what he did last week against Philadelphia is because he played a broken Philadelphia group. Not even a team. He played a. They were not. Group. Yeah, the eagle. Uh, the Eagles peaked at Halloween, and yeah. that's not when you want to peak. You want to peak in winter. Jonah Jackson was out, and while people are like, "Yeah, kind of down on him a little bit this year," he's still way better than ayahuasca. <laughs> Sorry, I love it. Yes. that might have been uh, a Sorosol game. It may that might have been a Colby Sorosol game. I don't. I don't think Source all played that. I don't, I don't remember. I can't, I can't remember that finite of a detail. I do remember that Vita Vea was in and out for Tampa Bay in that game. He did play. Yep. Uh, but I think I, – I remember Baker, and, and this is the story of the game, because back then they were one of the first teams that really exposed, like, you can throw down the field over the top against the Lions. Baker just missed them. Yeah. yeah. They were there. Yeah. He missed them. Mm. Can't count on that again. And yeah. that's that's my number one worry about this game, Chris, is that Baker will be dialed in and Evans and Godwin and David Moore and Cade Otten will catch them. And they can. Um, our corners have to be better. Our safety help. My God, that's when you know that your outside corners are going to struggle. And we know that mm-hmm. AG knows that everybody knows that. Your safeties have to be more responsible in their coverage responsibilities deep, and they're not. Yeah. Not at all. And it's all of them. It's not just Kirby. It's not just CJGJ. It's not just Iffy. It's the entire collective group does not get from cover one from their single high to the outside. They don't when – you, when you've got – Kendall Vildor and Cam Sutton as your outside corners, you damn well better be knowing that that your primary function is to help those guys. Yep. And for whatever reason, these guys don't. And I will defend AG here. I know he's told them that's their primary. I know Brian Duker has stressed to them, your number one job is to help those guys, and they're not doing it. And that's... There's only so much you can blame AG on this. Do I wish you would not play cover one? Yes. Play some freaking Tampa two. You've got both those corners are fantastic tacklers. Let them get the ball in front. Let yep. them throw get the, the six front. yard pass and it gains seven yep. instead of letting them throw 35 yards on the field and it gains 50. Yep. That's a trade off they've got to make. And I wish, I wish Aaron Glenn would see that, but he won't do it. He just won't. And that, that, that frustrates the hell out of me. Um, and I won't defend AG on that because he needs to do better. He's got he's got to do better with what he's got. But but what he's time, got isn't that great. That's the hardest. The guys part. have to. Cam Sutton cannot sit on those short routes. Like, dude, stop squatting. You're not that fast. Yeah. You've got to honor the fact that that Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup can run past you. That uh, Demarcus Robinson can run past you. Understand that your linebackers will get out there and help you tackle if it's a 10-yard pass. If it's a 20-yard pass, you're on your own, dude, and right now you're buttered, man. You're toast. That He's got he's got to do that, and that's something where I think 
the, the, the collective coaching staff was specifically Dre Bly. And if you remember, Dre Bly is a player, and we love Dre Bly for this. He loved to sit on those routes because he would get pick sixes. Yep. That's what he was good at. He's got to understand that Cam Sutton doesn't have that same skill set. Cam Sutton is good at what, at what Cam does. I'm not sure that they're playing to his strengths by doing that. And maybe, maybe the health will help clear that up. Kendall Vildor, God bless him. He's a, he's a CB5 on a normal defense. He's CB2 here. There's only so much you can ask of the guy. He's trying. By the way, he's a great open field tackler. Made a couple of very – he did miss one. But he's a very good and responsible tackler. And he's one of the reasons why the run defense has worked very well. That's a position we're going to talk a lot about in the offseason because it's hard to get good fast. Yes, it is. Yes. And it's a decent – the range where the Lions are picking in the draft, and the earliest, by the way, they can pick is number 28. If they lose this weekend, they will be the team that loses that has the best record of any of the teams that would lose. Um, they will pick 28th. Um, that, that's the earliest they can pick, which is freaking awesome. Man. But there's there's cornerbacks there in the first and second round that are in that range that fit what they want. And we're going to talk a lot about those at the Senior Bowl and beyond. We're not there yet, but uh, I, I have insisted this on social media, and I will say to you, if Aaron Glenn is back as a defensive coordinator, if he doesn't get a head coaching job elsewhere, the biggest need on the team is CB1 on the outside, and the third biggest need is CB2. I'll, I'll put offensive guard in there because they're going to lose one of them, maybe two yeah. of them, and they've got to have starters. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've got enough guys at the other positions that outside corner has to be a focus, whether it's draft or free agency. And there's some good ones in free agency, too, that can help. So yeah. that's and I will not back down from that. Um, the people that are clamoring for edge or defensive tackle, nope, not in an Aaron Glenn defense. Maybe if they bring somebody else in, maybe. Aaron Glenn defense, you've got to have two guys who can be island corners. Otherwise, not, his defense doesn't work all that well. And right now, draft. they are you're not, they're not even an isthmus or a peninsula, let alone an island. But you're not going to draft a Sauce Gardner at 28 or 32. Okay. Not easy, uh, but it can be no. done. You can't. You Look where can't, the Bears got Jalen Johnson. You can't bet curious. the bank on it, though, man. Like, no, you can't. Need, no, you, that, that's why we need a development corner that we can get. Sure, develop, get them high, whatever. But we're gonna have to dive in free agency. We'll talk about more. We'll talk about it more in the offseason. Yeah, we we'll, we're, we're, we'll we're gonna have to do some work there. I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to go back because this came up in the uh, in the chat, and I think well, we've covered the Bucks. You think you feel good about covering the, the look ahead to them? Yeah, want to dive, yeah. dive into the, the lineups a little bit. No, I, I, we know them. We played them this year. I think I think we as a collective fan base have a good feel for what Tampa Bay is and what they're not. I will just say, if you tell me that Devin White is their best linebacker over Levante David, automatic block on social media because you're a freaking idiot. <laughs> Watch football for even five plays of that team. And if you still think Devin White's better than Levante David, I lose all respect for you. Mm. Look at that. I want to go back to the Rams game. And this is not about the Rams right. since in, in particular. It does have to do with Stafford. You saw the pictures. <laughs> you saw the video. I saw it real time. I, kn- I knew it immediately. He hit the ground. I, I mean, I've watched enough UFC to know he was out cold. He was out cold when he hit the ground. 
I don't know about these independent doctors, but there's two things that St. Brown taught me this, this year and last year. This year, number one is you can get a fine of $40,000 for bullshit. And last yes. year, yes. <laughs> it was that you can get sidelined for a f- concussion for bullshit. But that didn't happen to Matthew Stafford, and he was out. And I don't care what they say about player safety or anything else. That's what Kelly Stafford should be screaming about because my guy was out and they put him back in. And that's one thing at that position that they seem to really just skew player safety altogether. Quarterback. Nope. He's fine. Put him back out there. And I don't like that at all, man. I don't like it. It's not about like it's not either. about the game. I mean, we won the game. It wasn't like anything to do. Game's over. We won. I like Matthew again. I don't like that he was put back in. I don't. I don't care if it's Jordan Love. I, you know, some somebody that I don't like. <laughs> I I don't want to see somebody put back in as a human being after that kind of a hit to the head. That is not safe. That is not safe at all. And that's I, I attribute some of his post-game commentary to that. I think there is still a ringing in his ears going on because that yeah, wasn't right. I, the NFL did let's not. Talk about that. Let's talk about that for real quick. Corey Woods asked the question. It's a good question. I'm glad he asked it. Yeah. I think people expecting more of a response than what Matthew gave, that's, that's not who he is. We should know that from Detroit. Corey no. had to ask it. I'm proud of him that he did. I'm I'm actually surprised that Matthew answered that as much as he did because he could have very well done the Mike Tomlin where somebody asked him about his contract. And he just walked, which was brilliant. No, but he's he could have done that. He would have justified done that. all. He did the goodbye video and all that kind of stuff. He, he, he could have said I, he very easily could have said I'm good for them. Wish we would have won, but good for them. And that's it. The fact that he singled out the players, though, that was a shot. That was absolutely a shot. I don't, you know what? I don't think that's a conscious shot on him. Maybe it's a subconscious. Oh, talking. He's, he's too smart for either I, that or he was, his, his head was ringing still because he is, he's a smart cat. He does not mess his words up, bro. I don't, I, I, I wouldn't, he's, he just lost a game where he had a whole lot personally going on it. Maybe. I'm going to I'm going to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt on that. Okay, you can do that. Do you think he studied for the concussion concussion test? Is that how he passed it? <laughs> like how do you study for that? <laughs> I was joking with somebody about that. So it was it was the Pittsburgh Buffalo game where they made two players leave on the same play, wasn't it? And neither yeah. one of them like they both like ran right back out on the field like that's yeah, and they, they they even announced it was it was a Buffalo player. They're like he was in fact evaluated for a concussion. Like okay, like Stafford wasn't in there very long, and like like the fit for a king song, man. Eyes roll back. He was out. Yep. No, it's empty. The devil is here. Right. So heavens. All right. Well, I think yeah yeah. Rick Gritt says that was an intentional shot at the fans. No benefit for the doubt. Eyes don't lie. <laughs> we got to go down to Malone's check in on Frank. That. We got to check in on I th- Frank. I think, I, again, I could be wrong, but I, 
when you say something in the heat of the moment after the game like that, I you just lost the way he lost, and he was somewhat responsible for that loss. Like, and he he got blasted. Like, I think in the immediacy, yeah, he's mad at the fans. I don't think it's a long term thing. I think it's like they booed the hell out of me. They you know they were they were ruthless. And like, he's just mad that. that Jared Goff has now cemented his spot as a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford in Detroit. He Jared Goff won a playoff there. game in Detroit. That's something that Matthew. And by the way, Matthew Stafford, other than one playoff game, wasn't very good in Detroit in the postseason. I remember it was. This was like the second show or the third show after we got Goff. I started scrambling people's eggs. I think it was the Senior Bowl. Started scrambling people's eggs by asking that question. Is Jared Goff, if he wins a, a game, if he wins a playoff game, is he a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford in Detroit? <laughs> what if he wins two? You did ask that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody thought and anything I, about I, that. I, think, that I believe my answer. <laughs> I believe my answer was I would love to have to have that discussion. So maybe we're going to have to have that discussion this summer. That's a good offseason topic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I love I'm it. Because it was the biggest like when everybody was still in shock, the biggest trolley question to ask. Right. And it just, it did. It scrambled yes. people's brains and I loved right. it. Yet here we are. I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> oh man. Great. Uh, you know what? Nobody wears a gimp mask better than Brandon Katz. Here you go, Brandon, put it on. The gimp goes back in the box. All right. <laughs> let's uh that's gonna be it Riz. that's a, that's our show today we've done it we've accomplished a playoff win you and i the let's first get another time, one the first time in the history of our show longest running detroit lions podcast out there um i've never covered a playoff win in a post game and we were blessed blessed by the appearance of frank we're gonna try to get in touch with him we have more frank on the show he's 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 fantastic we've got some frank merch ready to roll it's fantastic as well get down to malone's get some time in there check it out but uh lots of fun lots of fun going um yeah home's getting the in the uh in the in the elevator that was fantastic as well this is this is great man this is great jesse fraley broncos fan here good luck y'all you earned it enjoy the ride and kick some butt appreciate you thank you man it's it is it is a lot of people rooting for us I really do. I think I think a lot of the nation. I, I, I did some Cleveland media today, and all the response I got from Cleveland folk was like, "Go get them, man! We're rooting for you. We're pulling for you." So that's brother. You know, the the ratings, Lake Erie Bros. I think the NFL just learned something with the ratings that happened in this game. Highest rated primetime show since the last Super Bowl, dude, was the Detroit Lions. And the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams don't have any fans. They don't have any fans. It's the highest rated. Why? Because the Detroit Lions are a hell of a story and people love it. And you want to see the NFL make freaking bank? You want to see them sell merch? Script lines through the Super Bowl. <laughs> get those writers writing. <laughs> I can I can give you storylines if you want. Make the Texans get there too. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Texans are beating the Ravens this weekend, but that would be very sweet. It was it was a very fun weekend around. I'd love Austin the Texans. Um, yeah. It was uh, because my it, it, 
people know. My family is all Texans fans. My wife and daughter were actually in, like they played, my daughter played volleyball, in NRG Center, which shares a parking lot with the stadium. Uh, and it was electric down there. And it was really, really cool. And I'm very happy for all the Houston peeps. Uh, they play phenomenal football. D'Amico Ryan, cool. dude. He's got, I hate to say he's it. He's got it, man. He, he's good. He's earned he's coach good. of the year, I think, man. To take on that shit show he, of a he team. He got my vote today. He got it. Oh, you should never say that. We had to vote today Shouldn't say um, that for PFWA. He, um, I will make my ballot public if people want it, but I did vote for him for. Um, Just so for you know, Riz isn't year. crooked because I got money on Campbell on this right now. He's son of a bitch, Riz. Um, you assistant coach of, of the year, I voted for one Hank Fraley. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. There we go. We'll, we'll take that. Uh, how far did Thank Frank you. hit that home run? Right off the scoreboard, baby. Um, <laughs> it was... It was either down the third baseline or right up the middle. That changed a little. (laughs) We're going to cut Frank's call up and we're going to release it as a separate piece because it is it is a fantastic standalone piece. It really is. It is. It is. It really is. Likely voted at least. I've been told by a number of people the best call ever on the on the show was was Frank's call, and um, I love that man. I love me some Frank, my guy represented maybe differently than some other people would have, but he represented the entire city of Detroit on that phone call and the joy that was running through people's hearts in that moment. It was absolutely fantastic. And Frank cheers to you, brother and Malone's down there closed on Sunday for the football games. That's awesome. Happy hour, two seventy five beers. That's the only thing I've memorized off the off the menu. I have to get with with Ash for the for the rest of it because he's he's got that thing committed now. But um, big time, man, big time. What a what a victory, what a win, and I hope to hell we have another post game show celebrating one this weekend. I can't wait for a win on. I I can't wait for it. It's gonna be so cool. Some it's people so... may think their liver can't take it, but trust me, it can. Go do it. Enjoy this. Have fun. And just one enjoy other enjoy this ride. That, that, that's something we get. We enjoy this ride, folks. It one might other not piece. Come again. One other piece. I told you, you folks, know, and it started the hate. We didn't earn any hate, yeah. but it's out there. The Vikings, the Rams. I, I mean, I, it's funny. I, nobody talks about the the Jared Goff headless holding the head up poster that the Rams fans, and it's all like, oh, the classless Detroit life. Fuck you guys. It's it's absolutely silly how much people hate the Detroit Lions and we haven't even done it yet. I told you, you're not even going to get a chance to earn hate from other people. Go out and be an ass. Go rub people's face in it. Be prouder than you ever should have been and enjoy the shit out of this ride. These players are working hard so they can do it and you can do it. Just enjoy it. They're going to hate you no matter if you're nice or not. Go be a dick. Be the envy of the league and be a dick. Have fun with it. Have fun. You know what I did this week? I work with a whole bunch of people from Philadelphia. Do you know how glorious my week was? I got one guy. I beat him down so bad. By the end of the meeting, he was like, say, he was saying, go Lions. <laughs> That's evil. I love it. Go beat him up and enjoy it. It is absolutely fantastic. The Lions are America's sweetheart team. Detroit Lions are America's team. Enjoy it. Take it and love it. All right. 
with that, we're going to call this a show. Um, really quick, Riz, I want to call out if you, if you can you see the number at the bottom of the screen, uh, the St. Jude number? No. Oh, let me read it to you. It's $20,239.69. If you remember, $20,000 was the Steve Miller mark. We'll see you at Senior Bowl, brother. (laughs) We get to make sure you have to hear it. Yeah. No, like unplugging the headphones going, oh, oh, this hurts so bad. No, no. We gotta make sure it's pumped in those ear holes automatically. <laughs> oh dear lord! Why? Why would you people do this to me? <laughs> it's great. It is combat sack. Absolutely sixty nine cents. Always. <laughs> yes, it's always sixty nine cents. That's the way right. it needs to be. All right. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there. Five dollars. Get access to the Slack and uh, the Slack. The, the greatest, most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. It's been fantastic these last couple of weeks. Really, really good folks. Really, really good stuff. Um, get in there. Have a good time. The game day chat Focus. is just I'm just killing it. Just great stuff. So check it out. Detroit Lions podcast on Patreon. Uh, Five dollars or more gets you access to the Slack. Also. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. We're pants free there all the time. You get all the information about the show, who we're going to see, what's going on, all the latest breaking news from the Lions Podcast. You know when we're going to go do the things that we do. And uh, that's going to help you out when we're at Senior Bowl as well. Because as we said, we have guaranteed daily player interviews. And um, we've got a lot on tap this year. It's going to be a fantastic time. A lot of folks coming down. A lot of folks coming down. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. That's all one word. Or call us the Lions line at 248-782-8384. That's 248-RUB-U-BUG. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. What happens when you do that, Riz? When people hit that little subscribe button? I get to come into your ear holes automatically. Yep, you signed up for yeah. it, folks. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters. No hot tubs, no problems, no nothing but playoff wins because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. See you after the win this week. Final seconds winding down and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.